The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au. Okay, all of you are welcome to uh, today, the Sunday uh, Dhamma talk. So I was invited to talk today. Uh, so today I thought to talk about so uh, the uh, this how to uh, develop the harmony and uh, so what are the basis of the harmony according to Buddha's teachings so this uh, harmony how the harmony come to the people why people see this world in uh, different ways and if we can contain all these views as a reality of this world but we should uh, uh, see the, how, what Buddha's teachings and what not Buddha's teachings. So these things are important according to the Buddha's teachings because when we see this, when we read these suttas, we can understand what is what Buddha uh, uh, want to teach people and uh, to uh, inspire people to practice. And these are called the Buddha's teachings. This is called Buddhism. The, so that is the Buddhism is a word. Actually, Buddha's time, in, when you are reading Tipitaka, you can't find out Buddhists and non-Buddhists in, in Buddhism. <laughs> but Lord Buddha precisely say, who are the, the, the people follow Buddhism and who are not following Buddhism? So Lord Buddha simply say, uh, sutava Arya Savako and Asutava Putujano. That is the way how Lord Buddha differentiate people. So Sutava Arya Savako is the people who follow the path, follow the Buddhism. Asutava Putujano, the, the, the meaning is Sutava Arya Savako is the people who listen to Buddha's teachings and pay uh, attention to understand what this Buddha is telling to us. So that kind of people uh, analyze Buddhism and understand. And those are the people who sutava ariyasavako. And asutava putujjano is haven't heard Buddha's teachings and they haven't pay attention to those teachings and, and uh, try to analyze and understand these things. That kind of people are called asutava putujjano. So that is how Buddha say, the, in Buddha's time, how differentiate people who uh, lived at that time in Buddha's time. <laughs> so no, not don't say the Buddhist and non-Buddhist. So, so it is much uh, the common way now we identify people as Buddhist and non-Buddhist. Because sometimes now people become Buddhist because from their birth, so they, when they're born to a Buddhist family, people say they, they are Buddhists. But sometimes they haven't uh, pay attention to listen Dhamma and uh, try to understand it. So the, that is the difference. So some people, even though they listen to Buddha's teachings, they, they may not understand, they may not pay uh, they may not follow the path because Buddha say until you follow this path you may not understand so at the beginning you should at least you should uh, enter to the path by practicing the right view 
then you start understanding why, why Lord Buddha is teaching these, these kind of things. So what is the basis of Buddha's teachings? You can understand if you start practicing right view and then right intentions, right uh, um, verbal actions, bodily actions. So then you gradually start understanding. The important thing is this Lord Buddha's teachings, how you see this Lord Buddha's teachings and how you understand. That is the important part. So that's why the Suttava Aryasavako and Asutva Putujano, these two, the peoples are categorized into two different uh, groups. By That is the, the, the way how we find out in Buddhist teachings. If people, uh, they learn something else, and even the Buddha's time had the same thing, because many people come from different, uh, different other backgrounds. Some are the Brahmins who have learned uh, the, the Veda, the, the Hinduism of those days, that was the most powerful uh, teachings had uh, in Buddha's time. They also teach how to attain Nibbana, how to uh, extinguish suffering. But they, their practices are different and their explanations are different. The people who learn those things come to Buddhism and they try to explain Buddhism based on their views. But Lord Buddha said, you should follow the path. You should, follow, you should understand the basics of Buddhism. Then you, you will understand what your, the, the sayings, the value of your understanding. So that's why, it, that's why Lord Buddha go to the basics, the minimum things. So then any, no dispute in those basic things. So I will read a sutta. Then you, you can see how Buddha talk about these uh, basic things and how uh, make people unite or be agreeable to each other's view. These are the basic things. So that's why uh, once we pay attention on these things, these basic realities we always experience in this world. So then you come to a one uh, uh, way of seeing the world. So then you see and understand the world in the, then there is no disputes, then, then there is no disagreements. Because they, you, you, you admit this, the way how this consciousness works. And you admit people, different people have different uh, their, uh, lives or the different uh, places they born and lived and different experiences in these lives and past lives. So their way of seeing, their way of interacting with this world may change. Their emotions, their emotional reactions may change different to each and every person because that is their past. When we see through this uh, the uh, Lord Buddha's basic teachings, they, then you directly understand, yes, there is a diversity of people, diversity of, but for extinguish suffering, we should listen to the people who already developed their practice to the higher states and what kind of instructions they are giving to people. So those, those instructions we, should, we have to understand and practice accordingly. Then you can uh, extinguish suffering. Then you see what is Buddha's teachings, what is Buddhism. Otherwise, we, if we try to explain based on our views and our practices and uh, whatever thing we know, 
in this world. We are still trapped into the five sense world. We should develop our minds to beyond this five sense world. Then Lord Buddha said, then you see this world as it is. Then you see the big picture. So how we come to the existence as a human? What are the causes and conditions behind these things? So when we see this big picture, so then we understand the truths, which are the underlying truths. We are, these are not, not seen by the common worldlings. So that's why it is important to listen to Dhamma and try to understand Dhamma and practice the path to deeper stages, and then you get the right deep understanding. First thing, you should inspire by the basic teachings, they, because these basic teachings, are actually any, any human can directly understand these basic truths in this world. When they apply to their their day-to-day their -day living or their day-to-day -day, way of their mind works, the, when they see through these basic truths, so they know the value of these feelings, perceptions, volitions arise within us, or whatever form we contact now is always conditional. That means conditional means it, it the, the your eye consciousness, eye, ear, nose, tongue, body consciousness is always based on the past karma, past your training. These things, they, then your feelings, perceptions arise based on contacts through eye, ear, nose, tongue, body is always subject to your past karma. And then you see whatever feeling, perception, volition arise is always the... Uh, always have a limit to your past karma. That, that means you are not actually uh, expe the, the, uh, experiencing whatever thing is not uh, independent. It is dependent on your past experiences. So that's why. So when you, you, when, you are, when you are experiencing new things, you see the same object in a different perspective, different way, different understanding you come. So that's why we have to understand these things, these, these limitations of our consciousness based on Buddhism. So that's why then we, we, we are inclined to the practice and we don't rely on these forms, feelings, perceptions, and volitions arise in, within us. We know there's a limited value on these things. We are get ready to let go things and free our mind from these things. And then we come to a different state of mind. If we, until we, we are trapped in this five sense world, we don't see the, the realities, actually, how things arise within us. So when we start looking at these things through this right view, then you gradually develop the right understanding about all these phenomena. So then you, you relate to these experiences in a different level. You don't much rely on these, these feelings, perceptions, volitions arise within us. So you, you first thing, you let go it. But when you need to use it in your day-to-day -day life, you just use it. But you, you see, you always understand these feelings, perceptions, volitions have a limited value, not a big value. These values can change when our experiences are changing. So then you give a lower value. So that's why Lord Buddha say, until you you are trapped in these senses. You don't see the root, truth. You, don't, you, you can't eliminate suffering. Why? You are always engaged with impermanent uh, 
world. That means the world means your eye and nose, tongue, body, and mind, and the external things are sight, sound, smell, taste, touches. All these things are impermanent, subject to change when the causes and conditions are changing. So when you, when you take things as fixed, permanent, you are fooled by that feeling and you crave to those things. But the, when these things are changing, you naturally fall into suffering. It is a part of your consciousness. It is a part of the delusion which drives these consciousnesses. That's why without a delusion, without having delusion, you never come to existence in whatever, whatsoever existence. You are craved to exist in whatsoever level because delusion, not understanding these truths. So that's why Lord Buddha showed us a path to directly understand these things by directly experiencing the truth. So without following the path, you may not understand the truths directly, but you can understand the, the things related to your five senses, basic truths, if you keep in mind, then your attitude towards your, your experiences change, and you are ready to let go this five sense world and develop your mind to higher states, which the place you can directly experience, directly understand bigger picture, big picture or the, how you come to this existence, why, you, why this craving uh, always associate with our stream of consciousness. The root cause is delusion, not, not directly seeing and understanding things. So that's why, so I will read this sutta because the, this sutta showed the, why it is important to understand the basic things and what is the importance of Buddha's teachings? The people who uh, directly understand these things, should te the teachings of the people who directly understand these things are important. So that's why um, the, we, I would like to read this sutta to, to remind how Buddha is teaching these uh, things. Mm, yeah. I will read this suttas in the next So first I will read, anyway, I will first read this sutta. This is, this is, uh, the, this sutta explain uh, how the harmony in Sangha the arise, because the, uh, this, this sutta actually, uh, the first I will read this sutta and then I will read the other one. So it is easy, I think. Sir, uh, this is, uh, I will uh, first tell, this is the numbered discourses, AN 10.40. So then anyone who search uh, the uh, internet, uh, you can find out this Ajahn Sujato's translation in Sutta Central. Uh, so I'm reading the Ajahn Sujato's translation. The numbered discourse, 10, dot 40 uh, with upali this is upali vagga uh, uh, with ananda the second sutta dutiya ananda sutta sir they speak of harmony in the sangha how is how is harmony in the sangha defined ananda it is when a mendicant explains what is not the teaching as not the teaching and what is the teaching as the teachings. 
That is the first thing. The second thing, they explain what is not the training as not the training, and what is the training as the training. They explain what is uh, what was not spoken and stated by the realized one as not spoken and stated by the realized one. And what is spoken and what is stated by the realized one as spoken and stated by the realized one. Fourth thing. They explain what was not practiced by the realized one as not practiced by the realized one. And what was practiced by the realized one and one and as practiced by the realized one. Fifth thing, uh, they explain what was not practiced by the realized one as not practiced by the realized one. And what was, uh, no, so I will read it again. I missed the word. They explain what was, uh, what was not prescribed by the realized one and as not prescribed by the realized one, and what was prescribed by the realized one as prescribed by the realized one. So these are the five things. So with these are the five things. How the harmony in the Sangha defined. This is the way how harmony arises. When people describe Buddhism, Buddha's teachings, as what, ex what Buddha explained and what Buddha didn't explain. And uh, um, what is the teaching and what, what is not the Lord Buddha's teachings. So we have to differentiate these things. So these things come according to the Lord Buddha's teachings. So otherwise people tell things not actually Lord Buddha told and ex explained. So what no Lord Buddha didn't practice and didn't uh, inspire other people to practice. People say these are also good practices, but these are not Buddha's teachings. So that's why when people are teaching like that, then people have the, the arguments and uh, different opinions. If we go to the basic teachings, Lord Buddha's teachings, then they ha there is no, no arguments. On these 10 grounds, they don't split off and go their own way. So that is the important thing. So I will read this one again because this one is good to listen again. A mendicant explains what is not the teaching as not the teaching and what is the teaching as the teaching. So that is the one, first thing. Second thing, they explain what is not the training as not the training and what is the training as the training. They explain what is not spoken and stated by the realized one as not spoken and not, not stated by the realized one. And what was spoken and stated by the realized one as spoken and stated by the realized one. The fourth one, they explain what was not practiced by the realized one as not practiced by the realized one. And what was practiced by the realized one as practiced by the realized one. They explain what was not prescribed by the realized one as not prescribed by the realized one. And what was prescribed by the realized one as prescribed by the realized one. So these are the five things. 
So on these, uh, yeah, these are the 10 grounds because two in each. So on these uh, 10 grounds, they don't split off and go their own way. They, they don't perform legal acts autonomously to recite the monastic code autonomously. It is something belongs to the Sangha. That is how harmony in the Sangha is defined. So I will I, I read this one and I will read the next sutta. So this is the way how Lord Buddha say how this schism can happen. These people can uh, go in different way, different paths because they they describe the practice in a different ways. So the next sutta I will uh, read this Pupa Sutta. So then after that you can ask questions. I will little bit uh, explain. So this is the link discourses 22.94. Uh, Samyutta Nikaya 22.94 The Flowers This is the translation of uh, Ajahn Sujato At Savati Mendicants I don't argue with the world It is the world That argues with me When you are speech In line with the Teaching you don't argue with anyone in the world. So that is how Lord Buddha says. What the astute agree on as not existing, I too say does not exist. Any wise person, the, the, the meaning of this is any wise person agree on not existing, Lord Buddha also say does not exist. What the astute agree on as existing, I too say exist. And what do the astute agree on as not existing, which I too say does not exist? Form, that is, that is permanent everlasting, eternal, and imperishable. This, the wise in, this, in the world agree upon as non-exist. And I too say that it does not exist. Second thing, feeling that is permanent, everlasting, eternal, and imperishable. This is the wise in the world agree upon as non-existing. And I too say that it does not exist. Perception that is permanent, everlasting, eternal and imperishable. This is the wise in the world agree upon as non-existing. And I too say that is that it does not exist. Choices. The, this is a Sankara. The choices that are permanent, everlasting, eternal, and imperishable. This is the wise in the world agree upon as non-existing. And I too say that it does not exist. 
the fifth one consciousness that is permanent everlasting eternal and imperishable this is the wise in the world agree upon as non existing i to say that it does not exist so this is the this is what the astute agree on as non existing which i too say does not exist and what do the astute agree on as existing which i too say exist first thing form is impermanent suffering and perishable this is the astute the wise in the world agree on as existing which i too say exist the feeling that is impermanent suffering and perishable this is the astute the wise in the world agree on as existing which i too say exist the percep perception the third one perception is impermanent suffering and perishable this is the astute agree on existing on as existing which i too say exist choices that is impermanent suffering this is the fourth one choices that is impermanent suffering and perishable this is the astute agree on as existing which i too say exist the fifth one consciousness that is impermanent suffering and perishable this is the astute agree on ex on as existing which i too say exist this is what the astute agree on existing which i too say exist there is a temporal phenomena phenomenon in the world that the realized one understand and comprehends comprehends then he explains teaches asserts establishes clarifies analyzes and reveals it and what is the temporal phenomenon in the world to which the tathagata was awakened and broken through form is temporal phenomenon in the world that the realized one understands comprehends then he explains teaches asserts establishes clarifies analyzes and reveals it this being so what can i do about foolish ordinary person blind and slight sightless who does not know or see in the same way feelings uh, perceptions choices and consciousness nasas is temporal phenomenon in the world that the realized one understands and comprehends then he explains teaches asserts establishes clarifies analyzes and reveals it this being so what can i do about the foolish ordinary person blind and sightless who does not know or see
Suppose there was a blue water lily or pink or white lotus. Though it uh, sprouted and grew, grew in the water, it would rise up above the water and stand with no water clinging to it. In the same way, though I was born and grew up in the world, I, I, have, I live having mastered the world, unsullied by the world. So this, this is the sutta, the, this, uh, the, the pupa sutta or the flowers. So according to this sutta, you can understand. So who can teach? The who, how, the, which teachings we have to, to pay attention and master and follow? Follow the stu these teachings and to follow, then come to the path to, to realize the deeper truths related to our existence. So this is the, this, this is the way how Lord, Lord Buddha taught us. So that's why it is important. Then we don't have the disputes or the arguments or the different way of explaining. Because when we go beyond these limits, so when we start explaining based on different other, other uh, the teachings or religions or other things, so that means different kind of uh, experiences. Then, then people start arguing, not following the, the right, the, the, the Lord Buddha's teaching. Then it is not come under Buddhist teachings. So it leads to the disharmony. That's why always uh, we try to explain the basic teachings of Buddhism. That is this in, impermanence, non-self, and suffering. So the, when we practice, when we see this world through these basic teachings, basic truths, because people can directly understand these truths within themselves. These are not very deep things, because if you carefully pay attention on your feelings, perceptions, volitions, whatever thing you see here, how you per perceive these things, then you see this uncertainty, impermanence of related to your feelings, perceptions, and volitions, and how they change time to time when we experience different things. Then you, you understand our feelings, perceptions, volitions are not fixed, not, not, uh, have a, don't have a, a long-lasting value on these things. Whatever thing we, we see or hear may we understand in a different way, in a different moment. The same object, we see the same object. Sometimes people say in, in, in their life, they read uh, the suttas, and first time they read, they understand one thing. When they are reading the second time, they understand something different. So when they are reading many times, they understand different aspects of the same teaching. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because they are, they are, their consciousness is based on causes and conditions in each and every moment. So this is the common experience for the people who read Buddhist, the, the Buddha's teachings. So in the same way, we, when we observe the same object in different time periods, we see the different uh, and the, the facets of different uh, features of the same object. Because our attention is always based on the, the, the kar karma or the pa your past uh, intentions which are coming 
at that moment or which are ripening at that moment in your consciousness. So that's why your, when your consciousness change based on whatever karma is ripening now, your attention change. You are pay attention to the different facet of the same object, different uh, feature of the same object. So that's why then we we see the different we see our feelings, perceptions change accordingly. So that's why the forms, feelings, perceptions, and volitions have a limited value. So that's why Lord Buddha say, when you trapped in this five sense world, you always subject to suffering. Because you believe your feelings, perceptions, and volitions. That's why you, Lord Buddha, inspire people to practice letting go and free your mind, liberate your mind from these feelings, perceptions, and volitions. Then you, you can liberate from suffering. Because suffering associates with this consciousness. It is a part of the system. So the, when you go to these basic teachings and you, when you start practicing this view in your day-to-day -day life, you see, yes, when we let go things, we can liberate our mind and free our mind. Then we are not falling into the suffering states of mind. So then one by one issue. But still, when you are, when you are using your consciousness, always you have a choice. Always you have a feelings. Because always this consciousness drives by your past karma or your past intentions, past, past uh, uh, feelings, perceptions, volitions are always support to the present moment consciousness. And you see the world through the, these, uh, these past intentions, past way of seeing things. So that's why Lord Buddha say this, this consciousness is something like a mirage. So you see something valuable there, but ultimately there is no valuable thing because things are changing. These values are changing. There is no value to hold on all the time. These are volatile things. Perishable, changing. That's why this, these suttas, these suttas clearly explain. So if we know these truths are always associated with our, our body and mind, or always associated with our mentality. So then we let go the hopes on these, these uh, the feelings, perceptions, and volitions, and forms, whatever we, you perceive now. So you, you, your mind is more inclined to letting go things and free your mind. Then it leads to less disputes because you are ready to accept all other people's way of seeing things because that depends on their karma. That depends on the, which karma is ripening in their mind in this moment. Next moment, they may different karma arrive or they may build another or the, the create another karma after some time, they listen to Dhamma and understand some Dhamma and they, are, they have uh, different intentions, different way of seeing things. So when they have that kind of uh, kusala karma, so they, that means the wholesome, the, the uh, past intentions, so they see the world in a different way. They are, they are very changed. They are, that's why Lord Buddha said there is no fixed personality here. You can't say this is this kind of person, that kind of person. We can't categorize people because there is no fixed entity. These things are changing. But until we people don't see the world in this way, they may have their own set of views, a way of seeing things, and they are they they have their their way of seeing and practicing in this world. So 
that is a part of this world. But we know these are not fixed things. When we can inspire them to see the things in the, in the right way, according to Buddhism, and then their feelings, perceptions, volitions change, and they are, the way they interact with the world may change. So their verbal actions, bodily actions can change when they see the world in the different way. So that's why the Buddhism is always progressive. You can see, it, it is, you, when, you, when you see things in a different way, your feelings, perceptions, volitions change. Your way of uh, uh, acting change. Your verbal actions, bodily actions change to different states. So you should not think that this I, me, nostang body is my, 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 this mind is my, because it can change when the causes and conditions are changing. So it is, a, it is a part of this world. This Ayyanostang body is a part of this world. It is a natural phenomena. You can't claim as yours because your experiences change. Your volitions, your, your, your intentions, your choices may change. So you can see, when you see this world, we, if you carefully analyze your life, you, you can, you can uh, um, think back how you experience this, this, the, the, this life in your young age, the middle age, and like that. So then you see how your, your, your wishes, your choices change time to time when we, you are experiencing different things. So I, I normally say, so the, the young people like to eat uh, these uh, sweets. They, if they're born in, born in a community, enjoy sweets. In, in their young life. Most, most communities enjoy the sweets in their young life. But when they're getting they old, so they, sometimes they start suffering this diabetes or this kind of problems. Then they teach other people, oh, don't eat sweets. These are not good. Their perception change. Their way of talking, their way of behaving change. Because their experience, whatever thing they experience, change their life. Because they, but some people, even though they, they, they eat sweets, they never get diabetes like disease. I don't know how it happened. It is, it is a part of the, the life. Different people have different uh, karmic backgrounds. So they eat uh, until they die. So they have sweets as much as they want, but they don't have diabetes. <laughs> so this, this world, you have to understand. They, they, they might say, okay, don't worry, eat the sweets. That depends on people's experiences. So we have to accept that this, this kind of diversity in the world. <laughs> so that's why it is, it is important to understand people's experiences change their life. And not only that, so what they encounter, what they hear, and what, what are the things they pay attention may change their way of seeing things. So that's why Lord Buddha always inspired to go to the basic truths. So impermanence is always associated with your consciousness. Always associate with the forms and the materiality and mentality. The whole big picture, your life. Materiality, mentality define the whole your life. So things are, whatever feelings, perceptions, volitions arise in your, in your body and mind may change. And when the causes and conditions are changing. So then there is no big value. But if when, when you are experiencing this world, the wanting, craving arise within you, your mind. 
So it leads to suffering because you are always associated with impermanence. That's why when you, when you are enjoying in your young life the sweets, you don't think that in the, the elderly life you, you face trouble. So face the diabetes-like diseases and then you, you, you face a lot of uh, health problems. And then the doctor say you should not eat this one. Say so then you can't let go that your past habits because you enjoy. You are trained your mind to enjoy sweets. Now you are you are prohibited to eat. You should not eat now. <laughs> if you eat, you get trouble. So then you you fall into suffering. This is this is one of the simple things. But in your day to day life, you you face more more the, the the quick things that means quickly you you fall into suffering in some some cases so that's why sometimes you choose things these are not suitable to you or not not proper not what you perceive is not there and so your experiences change your your uh, the happiness because when you experience something different you what you expect is not there then you suffer. That's why Lord Buddha say, you should understand these are the basic truths related to your body and mind. That's why when you see the cause of suffering as the craving arise in when you are contact objects, craving arise, wanting arise, that comes from the delusion. Not keep in mind that these feelings, perceptions and volitions are impermanent. These are changed to different states. But when you are living in your day-to-day -day life, you have to use these feelings, perceptions, and volitions. So therefore, you, you have to limit to the use of that feeling, that usage, this limit to the value of your feelings, perceptions for the, the time being. You always you have to keep in mind this, these feelings, perceptions might change in future. So that's why. When you are enjoying sweets in your young life, you don't think that it, it, you have to stop these things. You have to, you have to totally the, to, 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 to let go, cut off, to attach to these things or the, enjoying these things. You, you will lose that enjoyment in future. You don't think that. That's why you fall into suffering. Then some people, in the, even, even they have the strong diabetes, they, they say, no, no, I, I, I will die. I, I have to eat these things. I must eat this. I must enjoy. What, what is the purpose of this life if I don't enjoy the sweets? <laughs> some people, I know some people do like that. Even though they have the strong, they take medicines to stop it, but it doesn't work sometimes. <laughs> So these are the things we have to understand. So then we are inspired to let go of things. We see the, the, this, uh, the impermanence of our feelings, perceptions, and volition. There is a little value in all these things. So the craving, wanting has a little value. We think it makes us happy, but it may not make us happy because the, our values change. And whatever thing you crave now, you may not crave tomorrow. You crave something else. So then then it is going ahead without, a, without having an end. So that's why Lord Buddha say, you should not be deluded to this consciousness. Consciousness is something like a mirage. So that's why you just train yourself to let go this first, at the, at the beginning, this five sense consciousness. You see, once you see these are unreliable, these feelings, perceptions, volitions, and forms, whatever thing you 
you you uh, you contact now is unreliable whatever thing you perceive whatever thing you understand as form is not reliable those, those the feelings perceptions volitions also related to this uh, the, these forms are unreliable so that's why when you see that reality within yourself you you start letting go things you you start let the things be and you 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 uh, turn your attention away from those things and you you uh, your attention you uh, you train your mind to pay attention to more stable things that's why uh, the, in, the buddhism the, the lord buddha's path uh end in the the much more stable states that means the the jhana states when you when you uh, go to the when the mind focus to the, the these uh, long lasting objects like these fine material objects so mind fixed to those objects can last long life long time then you see this the the five sense world suffering is end in when you when you when your mind attention goes to those objects and you you uh, your attention don't don't go to the five sense world and all the suffering arise through the five sense world end at that point but the underlying tendencies bring your mind back to the five sense world and then you start experiencing suffering again so then you understand why suffering arise and what are the causes and conditions behind this this mental stream which brings back your mind to the five senses world so that's why lord buddha say when you a person who develop their mind to these higher states can directly experience then directly understand why suffering arise and how it ceases samudaya dhamma anupasiva virti vaya dhamma anupasiva how things how things arise and how things ceases they can directly experience and then they they know the craving the underlying tendencies the craving is a underlying tendencies to existence craving to existence is a underlying tendencies is in in the stream of consciousness so that's why it come back to the the five sense world so then they can clearly weigh and understand what is valuable and what leads to suffering and then naturally they let go the craving to the to the they come to that five sense world then there there's a the craving to the existence is still there in those uh, the higher states of mind lord buddha say until this craving to existence is there so the it will leads to it, it give the room to come back to the past karma and ripen in those states if you crave to exist the the craving to the the other the 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 state of existence is still there which leads to suffering in future again because once you fed up in that those existences it leads to to uh, the, the the there is a opportunity to ripen your past karma again the past karma so that's why when a person see these experiences are impermanent and subject to change and vanish it it leads to suffering they contemplate on the same way and let go those experiences also and go to the total cessation because the way they see their experiences is as impermanent subject to change and suffering these are not i me myself this is a no natural phenomena when people see in that way they let go 
those experiences also and develop their mind to the higher states. That means see, uh, the, this uh, total extinguishment. Once they achieve the total extinguishment, then they see this uh, the, extingu- the, the experiences also leads to suffering. They, then they know how to go to the total extinguishment. So therefore, no more craving to, to any whatsoever existence. So that's why Lord Buddha showed this path up to that level. Then you come to the total extinguishment of suffering. So then if you have any questions regarding these teachings, you can ask. So uh, then I can speak according. So we have time a little bit. Thank you, Arjun, for the talk. Uh, do we have any questions from the room? Raise a hand if you have a question. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Certain discussions or because I really try to. Um, um, am I on? Okay. Now, usually, um, Arjun's talk is very profound. Uh, only those who have already been on the path can really understand him very clearly. So, a lot of times, because we have a mixed uh, assembly here or even at MBM, uh, we try to break it down into simpler forms before you can really understand Arjun's very deep uh, uh, understanding of the Dhamma. So what I like to uh, request of Ajahn is to ask a question. Hopefully it can actually help all of us uh, to understand that even though theoretically we may understand um, uh, theoretically, okay, impermanence and uh, non-attachment to the self and all all those things so that we don't have too much suffering in life. But I think a lot of suffering does occur when one is habitual in reaction and also when there's this thing called conceit or what what, what we associate with authority and also coming with delusion. So um, Bhante, the question is, would you agree that a person who has um, uh, the what you call the superior, superiority complex or the, the so-called conceit which a lot or the Lord Buddha explains of being better than or being worse than or being equal to has a lot to do with how we perceive wrong things wrongly and also that sense of self is very strong and this is the reason why a lot of times there's disputes and uh, conflicts arising. Uh, Ajahn, would you like to elaborate on that? Yes. Thank you. Yeah, that is a good question because uh, this, uh, this, uh, this uh, superiority or inferiority, this is called in, in Pali term is mana, adhimana, the, the, this kind of, this mana, this, this uh, the superiority, inferiority like thinking come from the way you see this life. So that's why Lord Buddha say, when you practice the right way of seeing things, that is the way how we enter to the, the right practice. Then you see this consciousness based on, always based on how we gauge things, based on what we know in the past, how we were trained in the past. So it, it, it changed, it, there is no fixed thing. Because when we tra- learn new things, our values change, our gauging change. 
So that's why if we see these things as an impermanent thing, so we don't give a big uh, value to whatever thing we feel now, whatever thing we experiencing now. Because our feelings, perceptions has a limited value, temporary value. There is no long-lasting value. So then we, we are not going to measure things. So measuring is, is, is a part of your consciousness. It is a part of the consciousness. Actually, consciousness is always measure things. So that's why Lord Buddha inspire people to let go things. The, because when we are conscious, actually we are measuring. We, we value this is good, this is bad, this is better than the other one. It is, it is a part of our consciousness. So that's why people, when they focus their attention to their life or whatever thing they have done, they, once they think, I am better. So I am inferior, I am superior. People, when they see their life as a fixed one, I am like this, I am like that. There is no I, I me, myself here, according to Buddha's teachings. Why? These feelings, perceptions are impermanent. There is no fixed self here. So you are, which past karma is ripening in the next moment, you don't know. That depends on your, that's why Lord Buddha always in, in, in encourage people to come to the practice and keep, develop the mindfulness and keep your, the, the, the right attention all the time. So then when you train yourself to do it, you can have most of the time these things. But when your mindfulness falls into the lower states, depending on your the health, bodily health, or whatever thing you are encountering in the present moment, sometimes you may lose your attention. But you know this is a natural phenomenon. This is not there is no I me myself. Then you you don't try to measure, gauge you whether I am a Buddha, whether I am a the so on, sakadagami, anagami, this kind of the positions you don't going to measure because you see this. The phenomena of mind is a natural phenomena. It is it arises and passes away. So then, only thing you develop your mind to the higher states, and directly experience the extinguishment. Then you are not deluded. So then you are you are naturally letting go things. So because you are, you gain the wisdom. This wisdom is a part of our consciousness, but wisdom is not yours. It is not always always with you. That's what Buddha clearly say in, in some suttas. Wisdom sometimes arise, sometimes may not arise. That depends on you, what you practice now, what you practice recently. So, but these deep experiences actually drives your mind in a strong way. That is called in, in, in uh, the Buddhism, you can see the garukamma, the, the, how you classify the past karma. Some karma, as past intentions are very strong and powerful. Those experiences give a, a powerful uh, uh, the, the karmic force, that means the, uh, the, the power there. When the mind comes to some states, these karmic forces can directly drive your mind to a different direction. That's why the, the, some of these come a lot in, according to the, the, the Buddhism, Buddha's teachings. This karma ripening in some states of mind. Some are at the death moment come to you, some karma, and drives your mind to, that is called Janaka karma. So it, when classify this karma, so some karma 
ripen in your next life, not in this life. Some karma ripen in this life. Like you are, you're trained, you, you do something. So you train to drive cars. It ripens in this karma because you are practicing it all the time. Some karma ripen when you come to the death moment. Some karma ripen in your future lives. So these are the, this, this way this karma can classify. So that's why the, the, you should not try to gauge yourself or the others. So this gauging is a part of the consciousness. It is, you have to admit that. So that's why you should train your mind to let go things. Cut off and let go. Because the mind always dies by delusion. It is a part of our existence. It is a part of our life. So it is a part of our choices. So because when you are living in your day-to-day -day life, this consciousness works. And you, are, you, are, you have to act according to your consciousness. The norms in the, in the, the world, all, all these, uh, these uh, the conventions based on delusion. So that's why when you are non-deluded, your mind goes to total extinguishment. <laughs> you let go all these experiences. You don't value any of these things. You are not uh, intent to experience anything. Your mind naturally goes to the cessation. So that's why it is important to understand delusion is always associated with this consciousness, but you, sh you should know that is, that is a reality, that is a truth. So then you'll, you train your mind to let go things. So that's, that is how we cut off and let go measuring. Because we, when we contemplate as impermanent and non-self, all feelings, perceptions, and volitions, we can quickly let go things. And we, we, we can be kind to other people, kind, soft, and gentle to, to whatever thing we are experiencing. And to ourselves and other people. Sometimes we do foolish things. Because the, in that moment, when you are experiencing things, automatically our past reactions come and past actions come to react as reactions in the present moment. And uh, then uh, that is how karma works in this conscious system. And then you fall into the, the unskillful verbal actions or bodily actions. So then the only thing Lord Buddha say, then you, you know uh, this is happened in this way. So then you have to train your mind, body, mind, these verbal actions and bodily actions in the right way. First thing is you, you have to have the right intentions. You have to cultivate the, the right uh, course of actions in your mind first, and then you bring into your verbal actions and bodily actions. Then you can develop the right verbal actions and bodily actions. No need to say that I am inferior or I am superior. You have to follow the path, follow the way, of the, the, you have to accept the realities, because this is, body and mind is not yours. It is a natural phenomena. So when you accept this as a reality, you don't worry. You do the, whatever the right thing you have to do now, when you, when you understand it, when, you, when it comes to your mind, okay, you give that. That is called the, the, the Chanda Chitta Viri Vimansa, how it comes to this right effort, come to the action. When, you, when your mind become mindful about the, what the, 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 your doings, so then you, you let go of wrongdoings and you cultivate right doings according to, to the, 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 the way how we see this world. So this, if we take things as impermanent, non-self and suffering, so we always see the unskillful actions are, are 
their greed-based, hatred-based action. These come from delusion. Greed and hatred come from delusion, not understanding things as impermanent and non-self. That's why we crave to things. The craving leads to suffering. If, if you, when we see through this Dhamma, we see this always, the craving arise at any moment leads to suffering. So the, the, that's why we, we fall into the hatred and ill will. That kind of, the, so, so the, this, uh, the harming thoughts to the others or harming to yourself. Sometimes people want to punish themselves. So sometimes people want to punish other people <laughs> because they, they, they don't take these things as a natural phenomena and within yourself and the other, other bodies and minds also natural phenomena. So if you take as this that way, then you, you try to help other people. You try to yourself first to avoid this unskillful mentality and unskillful intentions. You let go of these things. And you inspire other people also to do, do, do the same thing. Just practice the right thing, practice the right view, then you can avoid unskillful mentality. Those are the, this con conceit also, the part of that unskillful mentality, wrong attention to the world, wrong attention to your eye, nose, tongue, body, and mind, and all forms, feelings, perceptions, volitions arise within you. you when you pay unskillful attention or the wrong attention, ayoniso manasikara, in Pali term, then you have all these, the, these uh, gauging, measuring things. Mana, arise. When you have the skillful attention, this right attention, so then you naturally avoid, even though it, it already arise, arose in your mind, you can cut off and let go. You, you cut off the value of those things, those actions. That means the gauging and measuring things. But it is a part of the system. When you are living in your day-to-day -day life, when you go to eat, you choose whatever thing suitable to you and not suitable to you because it is based on your body and mind. It is, these are already based on delusion, already run by the delusion. That's why it is a part of the system. You have to accept it. But you should understand all this based on delusion. You should cut off the delusion, otherwise you fall into suffering because craving leads to suffering. You, have, you can cut off the craving based on the right view. So how you relate to these things, these are impermanent, non-self, and suffering. <laughs> so if you have any questions, you can ask anyone. Yeah, Is, uh, yeah uh, we have an online question. Uh, Ajahn, thanks for the um, talk. I, I wake up with terrible dread, anxiety in my stomach every morning. And then the date turned out very bad with physical manifestation. I started saying I take refuge in Triple Gem and reciting Karain Metta Sutra, which helped greatly. Any advice to help? Um, I guess the question here is any, any advice to help with the, the physical uh, manifestations, uh, the, the feeling about the anxiety in the stomach in the morning. Yeah, anxiety in the stomach. Yeah. Feeling. Anxiety. Feeling. Yeah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, certainly. Um, the person is waking up with terrible feeling about 
anxiety yeah. in the stomach yeah. every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, then that day turned out to be very bad because the, the physical feelings and uh, uh, physical kind of manifestations. Uh, yeah. And then person start taking refuge uh, to the meta sutra. Yeah. Um, he or she find very helpful. I guess here the question is any advice to help further? Further. Yeah. yeah. This anxiety arises based on the, your stomach condition? Is that something like that? Yeah. yeah that's okay. Right. That's it. Because you are worried about the, the, your stomach condition? Something like that? Anxiety? Anxi- because anxiety, this stomach condition comes. Ah, okay, that's yeah, that's a different case. You know, this if your stomach conditions arise because anxiety, so the the we have to the according to Buddha's teachings, what is the root cause of that anxiety? It is that is the important thing. If you can eliminate that anxiety, because sometimes people anxious based on different uh, situations they are facing in their life. So metta sutta is a one way of distracting your mind from your problem. So you are you are spread loving kindness. You bring your mind to different state. You are not pay attention to your body and the, your body. So you spread loving kindness to your body and all other bodies. So your mind go to a different state. That is also good. That is not a bad thing. But if you can find out why you are anxious, so where you you. You want things. So why you worry about your future? So if you can eliminate the, these causes by contemplating in right way, then you can go to the root causes. Sometimes these are maybe how you take your life, how you think about your life, how you take some uh, experiences in your life. That's why if if you go to the deeper states they, they, we have to we have to talk with the personally the person why they 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 come to this anxious mentality because some some have the the, the, the uh, many uh, personal the causes and conditions so then it can help to eliminate these things but in generally so you should not worry about your future in generally, I will say, because future is uncertain. Whatever thing you are experiencing now, based on way of you thinking, way you interact, way you interacting with your experiences. So if you don't keep much hopes in your future, you train your mind to let go hopes and be, be satisfied. Whatever thing you get, in that moment. So you let go the hopes, high hopes. Just live whatever thing you get with you. So then you are you are get contented. This contentment is go against the anxiety. If you can be contented, not to worry about your future. You train your mind to to happy with whatever thing you have. If you have a lot of expectations, so then it leads to the anxiety. That's what my understanding. <laughs> so because we we expect things in future, so we we should have we we I, I should have this thing that thing. So that is the problem. 
if you if you think about the impermanence and un uncertainty of life so you you keep little hopes about future future experiences future things so that is how i understand this son so because anxiety is a part of our way of seeing the life okay. uh, Today you gave two discourses. It's all about harmony, mm. how to live among. So mm. I'm only talking about the two discourses, mm. not the other descriptions. You mm. said. So first one Buddha gave to the monks, mm. very simple. Mm. He said, "Do as I uh, taught you, as I explained to you, mm. as I verbally described to you, mm. as I practiced, and as I prescribed." Very simple. So if monks are doing that. That's harmony. Mm. Second discourse is to the world, for everybody. It's a profound discourse, mm. but it is also for the harmony. But he took all five aggregates separately, and he says, if a wise man says these things right, I will agree with them. There's no dispute, no argument. Mm. That's harmony. Then he takes every step from form, perception, feeling, perception, and choices, as you said, and the consciousness. And if somebody says there is uh, dukkha, there is changing, there is there is no self on each one, he will agree. If somebody says there is no dukkha, there is is permanent. If there is no there is self, he will disagree. So he took one by one by one. It's profound, and it is. But the basis of the sutta is harmony. So what he says is, if all agree to that, the right way, if all are in the same page, there is harmony. So Buddha very clearly comes to this discourse and teaching us how to liberate ourselves. But the sense is harmony. How the harmony? Right understanding on all those five things and practice. So I think that's the essence of those two suttas. Yeah, yeah. Nothing more. Mm. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. No? Okay. Okay, now I will finish. Okay.